3: Dexcom.com slash compatibility.
4: The Around the (laughs) NFL podcast has been waiting all day for Sunday night. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. One of my favorite Francesa rants. (laughs) The song doesn't even make sense. Nobody's waiting around all day for Sunday night. They're watching the football. They're already (laughs) watching the football. Back after this. It's a logical take. Dan Hans is here. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler, heroes. Uh, it is the week five flagship program and so much to get into. Yes, Greg.
5: That, it nothing. It just That gave me like a window into when we're doing this show seven years from now and the, the start of the show becomes Dan's version of and it's just like, hey, Robin film. Mark Greg, Dan.
4: <laughs> yes, 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 Greg. It's, it's fun to be together on a Sunday night and you know, I feel festive right now. I feel excited. I told Mark before the show that he's wearing his shirt that he's wearing on Sunday night. It's more like a Friday night shirt. It's more like daddy's going out. Daddy's getting behind the velvet ropes. And I think a little festive, like a festive party boy, Mark, It's it could be a good thing tonight. Mm.
6: Sure. I mean, what is the difference between Sunday night and Friday night?
5: If, unless you make it a difference. I, I see no boundaries. Well, for viewers on YouTube, if they can check Mark out. You know, being the change he wants to see in men's fashion. And then right next to him, I look like it's uh, Saturday morning and I'm not going <laughs> to leave the house. You are also the change that you want to see in <laughs> yeah, fashion.
4: I've noticed fair. a lot that's of fashion
6: uh, new roads with you over the last couple of years. And Greg. don't
4: forget, it's also this show is available on the NFL channel.
3: Yeah. So good to know. It is.
4: Many games are played today. Our job today is to take you through them all uh, and explain why the NFL is what it is at this moment in time. <laughs> Week five, uh, we had another um, big time, big time fun game in London. So I feel like, why don't we start there? Let's do it. Let's head. We're back from England, but the NFL had more business to do. So let us head to the hot toddy where the Giants and Packers did battle rogers in a shotgun set seven seconds to go giants by five rogers back to throw spins away from pressure under pressure again dances to his right now he gets hit from behind and gets whacked and fumbles the football recovered by the packers but that is it ball game over the new york giants have come to london and rang the bell of the green bay packers 27 22. Bob Papa. What is this music? Turn this music off, Justin Graver. This is it's it's on, bro. It's on in New York City. Turn this off in my headphones. The G-Men, that was Bob Papa on WFAN. The G-Men got got by an Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary in the 2016 playoffs. But these Giants, Brian Dables, G-Men, aren't about that life. Rodgers got crushed from behind after our friend Kayvon Thibodeau flushed him out of the pocket. Nice. Been playing well the last couple weeks. And the quarterback was unable to unleash that prayer. The sack and fumble, the clincher, and a 27-22 comeback victory for New York at, as I said, the Big Tot in London. Um, Greg, this game, again, the Giants, who we see, maybe not talent poor, but probably closer to talent poor than talent rich, but week after week, They hang against their opponents, and in this case, they score 17 unanswered points to stun the Packers in a building filled with Packer fans on the other side of the world.
5: They scored on five straight drives. Uh, to win the game and they held Aaron Rodgers to only two drives before he got them in the second half before he got the ball needing to get a touchdown to tie it 27 20 in the fourth quarter that's complimentary football I can't believe how well coached this team is because they 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 are talent poor on both sides. And they're injured, too. Like, Leonard Williams is not in this game. Adoree Jackson, easily their best cornerback, left in the middle of this game. Uh, Aaron Robinson, their other starting cornerback, didn't even play in this game. Ojolari has barely played all year. And yet, they're sticking to what they want to do on defense, which is blitz. On the two biggest snaps of the year, they blitz Aaron Rodgers right on the goal line, end up uh, deflecting both of those passes uh, on the on the drive in the fourth quarter before they tried to set up for the Hail Mary. And the offense is grinding down a Opponents with the running game, and that takes a little pressure off of the defense. You shorten games when you're not as talent uh, rich, and you have good coaching, and that's how they did this. I'm amazed they won this game. I, I, The New York Giants, to me under Brian Dable, we're looking at a couple
6: teams out there with coaches in year three, year four, and you're waiting to see it and it's not happening. I mean, we'll see what happens with this Giants team, but there is an absolutely electric difference to who they are, how well they're coached, and they, the they at one point their offense with all the injuries with Saquon Barkley shelved for part of this game puts together three drives of 11 plus plays, long clock-chewing drives that they were panning to Packers players sitting there winded. And I really think they broke the Packers in this game to some degree. And they, you know, they're flashing at Daniel Jones with his hand bloodied. And I know Daniel Jones is not a perfect quarterback, but he kind of just fits what they're doing right now. And he made some key throws in this thing. And I love the way that they play because I know I get ripped for sometimes saying I want these games to be short. What I really want ripped? Is what? Well, no. It's destroyed. What Sessler
4: I, decimated.
6: I love the way they play because I like drives that are long and they just basically take a defense and puts them into a Twitter box. Twitter is
5: ablaze with people ripping no, Mark Sessler. For asking two. for it's short been, games, it's basically Mark on loves this a show, long drive. this wasn't even a short game. It was a totally normal. Um, but the way that they, the way
6: that they shortened it, they did like, like to- the way they played, and I really think that Brian Dable is proving and Wing Martindale that like whatever p- like parts they have on the roster, they're going to maximize them, and this team just simply believes
4: in itself. I'm not. I'm. i am i do not forget the past regime when Giants fans, and I know many of them, thought similarly positive. Uh, thoughts about Joe Judge oh I like the way this team it's kind of a hard-nosed team people forget how quickly the worm turned there and everyone wanted Joe Judge out and he was out but yeah it does feel different right now with Dable Uh, they just seem to come into games very well prepared they have a game plan they stick to it and Barkley uh, even though his numbers don't jump out at you like Mark said he left this game with a shoulder injury uh disappears Comes shooting out of the tunnel, as we're told uh, by Mark Sanchez, and immediately has a huge impact play, scores the two-yard, t- the two-yard, uh, the touchdown run on a direct snap to put them ahead and complete the comeback. And for Green Bay, this is the second straight week. Um, where I've been watching them, and I'm waiting and waiting for the defense to make the big play, to get the big stop, to get the game under control, and they can't do it. Here is what Matt LaFleur said about the effort of his team after the loss. Give New York all the credit. They they outcoached us. They outplayed us. They definitely wanted it more, and it was the tale of two halves, and they kicked our butt in the second half, and you can't do that in this league. Mm. You cannot.
5: Couldn't get any deep throws going. 0 for 6. Uh, they've actually had plenty of explosive plays. They, they're just a weird team right now, but I think their defense is soft. And we came into the year thinking this is going to be the best Packers defense in a while. It's loaded on paper. Devondre Campbell not playing as well. Razul Douglas, who had a killer penalty in the, in this game, not playing as well uh, as a year ago. Like, I, on paper, they look great. And then in the fourth quarter, they feel like you can kind of push them around a little bit. Yeah,
4: so, I agree with that. Um, and I and I'll say this, though. I'll say this. They missed Devontae Adams. And I know that's not breaking news, but there's so many moments in the last two weeks even, but especially in this game, where when they when things get tight, all of a sudden Rogers throws a perfectly placed slant that goes for 38 yards. Like that big play to calm things down. And I know the offense is not the quote-unquote problem right now, uh, but when you factor in the defense that is not – Bowing up to shut things down and then the offense not quite being where it needs to be. Uh, you're getting these close games, and it worked out last week against the Patriots in a third string quarterback, but it didn't work out this week. And I think, Greg, they said it. I mean, Mark, they said it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers said it last week. He said, The way we've been playing is not sustainable, hmm. playing all these close games. And then they go to London and do the same thing again, but this time get beat.
6: Right. In a game that almost essentially said this is where the Giants' journey ends in terms of being the fun little flavorful three-in-one team. And it was the opposite because this is a Packers team. (laughs) This is a Packers team that does not play complete games. So the coach said it today. Rodgers has said it. There's been multiple cutaways with how frustrated. He's not in a place in his career where he wants to probably – tutor a big group of young wide receivers because there's some talent there. There's no doubt. Romeo's been good, but there have been these drops on some of these deep shots. And so they've not played a complete game. I can't think about one moment today when it was mm. 2020. The Giants tied it up. They had basically, uh, whether you agree with it or not, the momentum, Patrick Claybon, But then the Packers go out and lay an egg going to three and out. And they never really came
5: back from that. And then the tip passes at the end against Aaron Rodgers were the Giants' defense stepping up, which they've not done in years. They're going to be around now. I've had my doubts about this Giants team. And I still do long-term. Of four and one, and there's some pretty soft spots on their schedule. They're going to be a, a big part of this season, and we appreciate that. It, it does uh, make it more fun. It seemed like a great crowd there. A lot of Packers fans there. A lot of Giants fans, and one fan uh, of the Around the NFL podcast really made my day. Joseph Warley, trying to get an answer to an important question. <laughs> <laughs> They asked Dable, "Big Spoon or Little Spoon?" As he's running off hey, the field. Hey coach, Big Spoon or Little Spoon? I, I don't know if you happen to see a separate <laughs> Dable video of him running off. It was, it was, it made me fired up. He was like getting the crowd going as he's going into the tunnel, as if he was like the best player on the team, and he was going crazy. I love it, Big and Spoon. By the way, just in terms of
4: you know, context for people that don't know, <laughs> in the middle of the summer, Kayvon Thibodeau was in this very studio, and Mark asked. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, if Brian Dable was a front spoon or back spoon type of dude, and Kayvon Thibodeau looked at Mark like he had an elbow growing out of his forehead.
6: He did, and I mean, I still want the answer to that question. I think
4: we, I know the answer. I have a theory. Without proof. Right. Yeah. Yeah, without proof. Nice job by the Giants. The Packers asking some questions. Now, the Giants have um, got off to a uh, 4-1 and start now. Last time they were 5-0 and was 2009. I think that was the year that. Plaxico shot himself in the leg at the club and everything went to hell. Um, could the Eagles, could the Eagles improve to 5-0? Mm. Here we go.
0: 43-yard attempt. The ball is spotted. The kick is underway, and the kick is... No good. No good. good. missed It's it. no, no good. It is wide right. No.
3: no good. He missed it. The officials hesitated.
4: You can't miss that kick. Merrill Reese with the call, W-I-P. The Cardinals after, you know, unfortunate situation with Kyler Murray sliding down feet first, thinking he has a first down. It wasn't. So after he spiked the ball, it was fourth down. So they had to bring out the kicker when they had a chance to maybe go for the win. And then Matt Amendola pushes that thing wide right. Final score, Eagles 20, Cardinals 17. The Eagles are 5-0 and for the first time since 2004 when they won their first seven games and finished 13-3 and I believe went to the Super Bowl. Um, all right. Mark, I know you're feeling good because you locked up the Eagles.
6: I do feel good, and I
4: was not the only one. As did Greg Rosen. Double, right. double he feels good, too. I could tell you were looking a little nervous in the second half of this game. I was, because
6: this is sort of the Cardinals' blueprint. You know, first four drives, they got like 50 yards. They look like they haven't practiced all week. And the (laughs) Eagles, in reverse, have two out of three drives that are long, Powerful. Their offensive line without Jordan Mulata was controlling things, and Jalen Hurts is punching in two touchdowns from the one-yard line. And you thought, look at this Cardinals team—they're just missing. Um, they're missing weapons. Kyler Murray threw a terrible interception into what was one-on-one coverage with a safety waiting there. Bad. Terrible throw, and it's sort of like the—you get this every game—the bad version of the Cardinals for typically two and a half quarters, if not three. Then they come to life, and they did in this game. I, I. I I think there's something to pull from from a Cardinals angle on this. The ending was a disaster, but which should be noted because it was tweeted by reporters at the stadium that when Kyler Murray, when he spiked that ball, you know, thinking it was fourth and one. That it was they think they did they had a first down. It was actually fourth and one, but we we the, it, the the stadium inside said that he had a first down. So it was a miscommunication for him. Like, <laughs> but still, it's a, you have to have
4: uh, more that's awareness. Not an excuse. Uh, it's that's not an excuse. It's a little it aspect to it. Well,
5: it'll be interesting. They'll ask him about it. We're taping this too quickly. He, for all we know, that wasn't a factor.
4: No, but I if, think we're taping this at exactly the right I'm time. I'm just
5: saying, like, if he looked up and he saw first down, that <laughs> right. I, I, I am giving him a pass for that. That and that's if that. Happened to the road team? We'd say, "Oh, that's home cooking." It'd be an outcry. Uh, but someone who works in the game um, production staff is dying tonight in Arizona. Sure. I mean, imagine being that guy right now. That said, though,
6: like that's not the only instance in this game or other weeks of the of Arizona looking discombobulated. I mean, the the one thing today though, I thought if you want to pull hope from, because you're going to get you're going to get DeAndre Hopkins back. I thought the connection between Kyler Murray and Hollywood Brown lit up today, and it really shows promise for the future. Rondale Moore made a couple big plays. You lost James Conner, and in came. Like, they, they do have other parts on this team. I, I do think, like, you know, every brother. week. Exactly. I like, you, could, it's something to build off of. And it's like, this was the part of the season where typically maybe their year reversed. Where, like, their end-of-the-year collapse is their start-of-the-year collapse. But in general, I don't know if I buy Why this Why are we team. speaking
4: so positively about the Cardinals right so, now? I'm not speaking so – because I they thought – got to win this game. And you, and that's – I don't care what the clock or the announcer said. Like, don't make any excuses for Kyler well, Murray. you got to be team. sharper than that. You have to know what the situation is. He didn't. Uh, we would be. Ki- Tom Brady would never do that. Like that's that's like so, that's
5: a uh, situation. Tom Brady's like lost track of timeouts. Multi in like the situation. I don't know, multiple keep times.
4: making excuses for Kyler well, Murray. Go ahead. I don't, don't even make an do excuse for him. This is a great effort this by the Cardinals. It's not
6: a great excuse for him at all. And I. What I've said was they've been doing this for two and a half, three quarters every week. It's not enough. I just and checked. Like, this was the. It's just another it, thing in
4: a long line with this team under this coaching staff and with this quarterback where things don't work out the way they should because. Things aren't tight enough. It's right. not a tight operation right. in and Arizona. Right, and they played a
6: better football team today, too. The Eagles, we this should was be talking the, more about the Eagles. Right, this was
5: the first game where Arizona didn't fall down 10 uh, nothing all season because they fell down 10-3 to the Panthers Still last week. Still not scored a touchdown right. yet in the first that, quarter. Right. That's how they started the game. I just think... If he looked up and and they said first – it's not someone said first down. They looked up and on the board it says first down. If he saw that, you could absolutely see that being a factor in why you're spiking. And it was a pretty unique play. It was kind of a brilliant play call, I thought, by Cliff Kingsbury that he didn't execute right. They called uh, a quarterback run despite not having any timeouts. But if you got the first down, if he had dove head first or gotten the actual well, first that's down. That's part of it, too. Real, no, that's that, my point. He started his
4: slide before he, the marker. Yeah, he clearly could have gotten he, it physically. This first is of part all. of the Kyler Murray thing that oh, I yeah, find frustrating. Don't, let's, don't
6: strawman this because it's like – There's I, no strawman I mean, here. Kyler I, see,
4: I hear excuses being made for this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't this think so. We're calling play. them
6: discombobulated, disorganized for three quarters a week. They're a yeah. hot mess, but they've gotten a little bit better on offense Each week, too, and on defense, I was amazed. Their defense did a good
5: job today. I'm amazed. They were
4: amazing today. I agree with you guys.
5: I I don't mean that. I just mean they've looked (laughs) a little more. (laughs) They've looked a little more like an NFL team every year. Now that said, they did come back. They make it 17-17. It's fourth quarter. The Eagles get the ball. Definitely the toughest situation that the Eagles have been in all year, and the Eagles go on a Cesslarian 17 play drive where it's almost all runs, but the key play in that drive to me was 3rd and 12. They've been blitzing Hurts all game. It's mostly worked in good spots for the Cardinals. They blitz him on 3rd and 12. He's totally under pressure. There's free rushers, and he hits Dallas Goddard for a first down to go set up the game uh, winning sequence. They didn't end up punching it in, but it was a big sequence where it got him uh, another step, I think, a Along the way for Jalen Hurts to deliver like that in a fourth quarter.
4: Yes, the Eagles five and zero. Like I said, first time since 2014, and a huge uh, showdown with the Cowboys next week. So, a lot of fun. All right, let's. uh Speaking of the Cowboys, what a division! The NFC East is back. Let's see what happened with I the mean, Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's here Cowboys whether it's here or not. We know across that. Across so. the sidewalk at SoFi Stadium. And they're going to give the ball to Pollard. He busts up the middle. He broke a tackle right to the forty. Chased from behind at the 30, turns left at the 20, to the 10, to the 5, and Pollard with a house call. Touchdown, Tony Pollard. 57 yards by Pollard. Brad Sham, the Sham God, KRLD with the call. Tony Pollard is better than Zeke Elliott. But whatever. Let's stay positive. <laughs> the Cowboys are winners of four straight after a convincing 22 22- Win over the Rams, who are defending champions in name only. More like champions. Nailed it. Greg, that is five straight defensive efforts from Dallas that have ranged from great to dominant. Where does this one slot in?
5: I mean, this is right near the top for the Cowboys defense and Micah Parsons. We've got a punchy Dan Hansis tonight. (laughs) I like that. Uh, We had a punchy Parsons in the second half. Punchy Parsons. You know, he heard... uh, that there was a little bit of a curse, the LT curse. He had had a quiet couple weeks ever since he, you know, got sick and he went to the Giants uh, in the Meadowlands and
4: it's been a little banged up. And you guys it, said he was Lawrence Taylor, and then there was a voodoo curse. So uh, it was he's better on than him Lawrence now. Taylor because nobody has more sacks. <laughs> now he's better in the first 21
5: <laughs> games of his career than Micah Parsons. No one in the history of the NFL. And tonight was kind of a get a, lost. A, LT
4: was better. A, a Lauren, Back after this exactly. <laughs> tonight was kind of
5: one of those. Uh, like Lawrence Taylor type of games, though. He comes out, he's limping, he's only playing on passing downs in the second half, and he ended up with nine pressures in this game, and I... I think they almost all were in the second half. At least seven or eight pressures in the second half. Two forced fumbles. uh, He forced a holding call. uh, A few tackles for loss. Three quarterback hits. Like, he was in the backfield basically every play he was on the field in the second half of this game. And he made it, much like Monday night for the Rams, impossible for them to run an offense. Now, this is absolutely a Rams problem, but it's also a anyone that plays the Cowboys problem. Because even though Parsons had an, an epic game, Aim. uh it's everyone else on the offense, on the defensive line too early in this game that made it tough for the Rams, and they, they are a problem.
6: Well, and, and I mean, Micah Parsons, uh, late in the game, I, I saw a cutaway of him after a tackle where he's sort of doing the thing a little kid would do mm-hmm. when he's trying to hold in having to go to number one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, wait, this guy is playing through a terrible groin injury right. uh, while while wreaking utter havoc on Matthew I, Stafford. I would imagine and friends.
4: The, the medical staff said he, he's not at risk of injuring it further, so that makes sense that he was staying in, and he's great, so he kept making an impact. So you have the defense. Again, they've given up one touchdown exactly in every game so far this year. All five opponents have scored exactly one touchdown, nothing more, nothing less. So you know what you're getting from Dallas's D. As long as they stay healthy, and this isn't a serious issue for Parsons, hopefully, and he continues to dominate, that's going to be a big part of this. On the Rams' side of it, you know, this is really bad. This is, it is I remember after like week two or three, Mark, we talked about the Rams and I was like, "Ah, you know, let's see where they're at. Let's see once they get their footing. And now it's I don't think it's too soon to panic with the Rams because you take out take away that Cooper Cup 75 yard touchdown in this game. And that's it. There is no juice to this offense. Stafford looks old. He doesn't look – and I'm not saying he is old and he can't play anymore. Doesn't look healthy. But the way things are moving, the way the offense looks, his inability, he's thrown one touchdown pass in three games now. And and the Rams are not getting anything on the ground. Two and a half yards a carry on 15 carries. And as we know, as everyone knows, Allen Robinson is not working out. Another very quiet game for him. Three catches for 12 yards. So it's that feed. Keep pumping it into Cooper Cup or else. Well, so they're
6: one-dimensional on that front. Because they also, and I, I get that we it's 2022 and half the league or more than that don't care about running the ball. But like there's zero balance to this offense. They The whole thing channels... Essentially, through Cooper Cup. There's massive protection issues. We can look at what Joe Burrow and the Bengals did with protection issues a year ago. That's a total aberration in the NFL. Matthew Stafford under duress, the way that he's been, no matter what they've done with their line combinations, last week, this week have been utter disasters. The Buffalo game, which I was like ready to throw that out because it just seemed like maybe that's just not, you know, it's week one. Like that was an indicator of what was to come, their core issues. And I know Sean McVeigh is, after they play the Panthers next week, they've got to buy. Um, Is it a crisis? I mean, teams have to work their way out of this. But it is because Sean McVay has a week in between each of these games to fix it, and nothing's getting fixed. Well, they've
5: played two of the best defenses in the league in a row. But I think it's fair to say they have a bottom five or six offense right now. I mean, nothing's working. David Edwards, the offensive lineman they were excited to get back this week from a concussion, left this game... With uh, after being tested for another concussion, which is very worrisome for him. And when you have two in a short area like that, you know, you're know usually not playing football for a long time. But it's also some of their, their regular starters that were getting beat. I mean, it was – Havenstein was getting beat. He's, he's their best guy. And on defense, I asked for them to step up, and they did. I mean, the defense gave up only 15 points in this game – and three of those were on a, a turnover that they basically stopped and held up in the red zone. So the defense did everything they could. They did give up a couple uh, plays. We listened to the Pollard play, but I'm not going to kill the defense on a day. 239
4: or, yards. Right. When Cooper Failed Rush
5: out. barely got over 100 yards.
4: 239. Um, I mean, you are
5: playing Cooper Rush, who's played well, but it's a backup quarterback. Right, but so. they, they got pressure. They made a couple plays. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the cup play for 75 yards. Tutu Atwell, they, that was they, the other one. they took yep. out a mothballs, and, and he had a 54-yarder, but they're just very limited right now. But I, I do think the fact they've played the Cowboys and the 49ers is making this seem even worse than, than it is. But that said, if they're going to go anywhere defending the Super Bowl titles, like you're going to probably meet the Niners and the Cowboys again. And right, go, They have to be a different team in two right. months than they are now, and,
4: and I think they potentially could be. Go check out, check out the Rams maybe in November of last year and some podcasts that we did when they were in a deep funk back then, and you would have thought there would be no way they could get fixed and then they win the Super Bowl. So it's not over for the Rams, but I think there's reason for concern. I just can't see any – I cannot watch any more Ben Squarneck six-yard receptions. I feel right. like that's all their offense is when nice they're not fortunate. was a for a couple weeks, but we need to get it's to like I mean, he... Six yards to Squarneck, Six yards to Squarneck, Six yards to Squarneck. No more six yards to Squarneck. <laughs> It's a Twitter taken. favorite. I mean, he is he is absolutely more
5: valuable than Allen Robinson though. I went to a look, huge issue. I went to go look at Allen Robinson's contract. He is guaranteed $15 million uh next year. The biggest moment this offseason, granted there there was se Dice Bundago. Just just <laughs> in, like there's been so, there's some crazy moves happened this offseason. But just in terms of a sliding doors moment, Von Miller taking that extra money from the Bills when they came in hot at the very end. And the Rams then pivoting and deciding to use that money on Allen Robinson was a devastating and one. And trade Robert Woods. was a devastating one-two punch uh, in a
4: row. Mm-hmm. All right. So we talked about the Giants. The g that Dak
5: could be back for Eagles, Cowboys. It was perfect. This is Take perfect your time, Dak. But this is perfect because Cooper Rush had 102 hey. yards. It's like, okay, let's bring Dak it's, back. It's now. time. Let's, yeah,
4: but it's time. even if, if Cooper Rush never threw another pass, if they ever won a ring, he should be. First in line. Fitted for First. a ring. He saved them. I mean, what yeah. with the quarterback who in theory won the ring. Good to have a great defense. It's good to have Nick Shook. Let's get to our next game. Josh handles it. Back to throw. Pocket collapse fires a deep one downfield by Gabe Davis.
0: Makes the catch at midfield. He's gonna sail into the end zone. Gabe Davis at the 20. At the 10. Touchdown! Holy mackerel, 98 yards! Touchdown,
4: Gabe Davis on third and ten at their own two. That's a way to start. Holy mackerel! It's good to have a Gabe Davis. John <laughs> Murphy with the call, WGR. That is Gabe. That's that Gabe Davis. Nice to see you, buddy. Facing a third and ten, backed up at his own two. First drive of the game, Josh Allen. Went deep. Davis caught it in stride, 98 yards to the house. He added another long touchdown in the second quarter, and the route was on. Final score 38. Bills. Three Steelers. How far the Pittsburgh football team has fallen in Western New York. Shooky, here he is, our buddy. Shook, the Bills are in full flight, and it's a
3: breathtaking watch. Sure sure is breathtaking, especially when you see them on their own two-yard line to start the game. And then there goes Gabe Davis down the middle of the field, streaking down the field. Mm. Josh Allen delivers a beautiful pass to him. 98 yards later, they're on the board. And that was just the start. They were operating. I explained that, though, why you're saying it again now. Well, I think he did it in his own way. He did it in his
4: own
5: wonderful way. You're on Dan's radar. Dan's a little punchy. (laughs) Nick doesn't know, but Dan's a little punchy. And if ever uh, the the Pipe has to worry about Dan coming at him, it's tonight. I don't think the Pipe
4: ever has to worry about (laughs) me or really anyone else connected to the NFL media group. Pipe, uh, yes, but that was even more impressive, Pipe, was that uh, he's cutting that throw, that spiral through 20-mile-per-hour gusting winds uh, but that's just what Josh, Josh Allen and the Spills offense is able to do that others can't.
3: Yeah, you never would have been able to tell by the statistics. 424 yards passing for Josh Allen. Completion percentage not totally up there. 20 for 31 overall, but it didn't matter. They were just flinging it around the field all afternoon. I don't know if it's a lack of fear in the Steelers defense, which is basically toothless without J.J. Watt. Rushing the passer, or if they just felt, you know what, let's let's throw it around the yard and see what happens. They found a ton of success. It didn't know it didn't matter who he went to. He was great with Stephon Diggs. Uh, Khalil Shakir got his first career touchdown today. Three catches for seventy-five yards. No matter where they went, it worked to perfection. This is the Bills at their peak. This is what we expect from them offensively on a week by week basis. And I, and, you know, again, like like I said, against this Pittsburgh defense, uh, you know, they really took advantage. I'm kind of worried about where the Steelers are defensively right now more than I was even weeks before.
4: Shooky, Allen threw for 348 in the first half, yeah. and this is wow. I know TJ Watt's out, and they're now 0 and 8 in games where Watt misses with injury. So you can't you can't not factor that in. And I know Micah Fitzpatrick was also banged up in this game, but let's hear from Mike Tomlin. This is the wor- worst loss of the Mike Tomlin era, and it's just more evidence of how different things are now post Ben, post a lot of things at one and four. Satisfied with the effort? Yeah. We just got smashed. Like, what are we talking about here, guys? And if you're watching <laughs> oh. on, uh, on YouTube or the NFL channel, you see the intensity uh, in Tomlin's eyes, this uh, this is this was a non-competitive game that was over really, boys, from the jump on the 98-yard touchdown. It never it never felt like a real game.
6: I mean, shook. It's a tough spot, obviously, for Kenny Pickett. Uh, I I the minute that they named him the starter, you kind of look at their schedule and you thought this Bills defense and this whole situation is uh, going to be rough. I mean, how did he look to you? I thought at least what I liked about him. There's a couple moments where he took that one hit where they threw him to the ground and like it's leg bent and he got up and just was like, this guy, Dirty is, hit. this guy is like not going to take it sitting down. I think there's a, that's what I kind of love about his character and his kind of fire.
3: Yeah, it reminded me of Joe Burrow's week two Thursday night performance in his rookie year against the Browns in which they dropped him back and threw the ball over 50 times. They dropped Kenny Pickett back and threw the ball 52 times today. It's really speaks to the fact that their offensive line is still not blocking well enough to run the ball consistently. Their running game is non-existent again, and they also double themselves a big enough hole that they had to throw the football. And yet, you know, for the lack of points, I thought Kenny did look good. That interception was probably his worst throw of the day, but he had some really nice connections, some near fantastic completions uh with, with some of these receivers. So they just barely got a foot out of bounds, that type of thing. I like what I see from him. I think you should be very encouraged by him. It's just the fact that they didn't play good enough football as a team to really show that off today. He's still way better than Mitch Trubisky already. I'm, I'm just going to say that right now. And Tony Romo spent a lot of the broadcast raving. You shouldn't be this good this early. You shouldn't be this decisive. That's who Kenny Pickett is who he was in college, and I expect him to be that guy going forward. It's just they need to have more balanced offense to really show that off.
5: The Bill's defense is a problem for the rest of the AFC. I I think it's one of the most meaningful developments of the first five weeks because ultimately, this first five weeks, what is it really going to tell us about who wins the Super Bowl? But I think their defense is even better than I expected, despite injuries coming into the year, and I think it's just going to make it even tougher uh, to go there and and win in the playoffs.
4: All right, Shooky. So the bills keep rolling. They give Zeus or something to think about when it comes to the power rankings. They got him at number two. Well, the, you have a lot to think about. the Best team in football. I kind of think that. I think they I are. don't want to be disrespectful to the Eagles, but I think that's I mean, fine. The Eagles fans will. I mean, take the way well. that you
6: speak about the Cardinals and with the fact that they came with a, a kick that's of you true. know competing with the Eagles today, I, I think you've you had your answer. We're handing
4: out lollipops to the Cardinals today. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We were not. Hey, Shooky, do you want to talk about
3: the Browns? <laughs> Mark. We were not No, I'm annoyed by that take because it's not accurate. This is Hey, you brought it back up. This is the cross I bear, guys. I'm I'm bearing the Panthers cross this year and I'll bear the Browns cross.
4: All right, let's hit it. The highlights of Browns Chargers. Play clock down to four. Snap.
0: Kick is up, and it is no good. No good. He pushed it right. Yeah, money. The Chargers are gonna get out of here with a win. And, man, DJ, you want to talk about
4: <laughs> the wow. skin of your teeth. a yeah, professional, DJ. I mean, DJ worked
6: for the Browns, and it didn't go great, from what I recall. So oh! maybe there's a
0: little.
6: I, I mean, he moved on to a,
4: uh, the Ravens, which is a more
6: successful All place right. for him he's to go. He's got a
0: scratch. Yeah.
4: Right. Okay, he's he like, laughing at them. Uh, Matt Money. <laughs> it's good to hear Matt Money Smith's uh, voice it on is. our show. I just want to say that's nice. Our friend. And Daniel Jeremiah with the call, K Y S R. Brandon Staley owes Kate York a beer. The Browns kicker missed a 54-yard field goal with 11 seconds to play, allowing the Chargers to hold on for a 30-28 win. That miss came after Staley, the Chargers coach, who likes to play fast and loose, went for it on fourth down um, near midfield, setting up what would have been a crushing loss for the Chargers. And yet, Shooky – let me tee up Mark on this one. Um, And yet, Mark – in the end, it worked out because the rookie sensation, who maybe I shouldn't have put it in the kicker kicker club after one week, as it's gone to his head. He can't make the kick. He missed two in this game. Another game they lost by two.
6: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lesson that you know what a kicker does in week one we've never seen before. There may be rough times ahead, especially if you play for a Browns team. That looking at these first five games and shook uh, you. You're feeling this as much as anyone. The inability to close. Some of these games where you had, like, for three and a half quarters, I see so much that I like about this Browns team, especially with Jacoby Brissett, who I never thought would do what he's done play the way he has. Nick Chubb looking like Jim Brown, David Ajoku looking like that contract made some sense at this point. I mean, the defense I have major issues with, but they've had a chance to go 5-0 and and they are a mess
3: record-wise because they cannot figure out what to do when it matters most in the end. I think that anytime you put a game on a rookie kicker's shoulders, you're asking for trouble. But more importantly than anything, it's the fact that their defense has not been able to put together anything near a com- complete or consistent it's game. Bad. It's, it's been, been a mess. It was bad against the pass the first couple weeks. It was bad against the run last week and this week. It was bad against everything so no matter how well this offense plays because this offense is putting a good amount of points on the board with Jacoby Brissett who's playing above expectation anytime you have those breakdowns defensively and they're ugly at times very ugly then you're always going to be in these close games they've lost their three losses this year combined margin six points that's something that a defense can change it's just one or two more stops per game Mm. you can win those games so I don't put it so much on Cade York yeah he missed two field goals he missed an extra point that opened the door for the Jets to win that game too it's more about the fact that you cannot play consistent defense and it is embarrassing. It's to the point where I'm watching out to see if they get rid of their defensive coordinator after only five weeks, because it's that bad. It continues Oopah. to happen. It's terrible. Right. And, and, it, and that's why they are where they are. They're an average team because of it.
6: Because shook like this is not a first year coordinator with new players. This is like these guys it's should know what they're session, doing. Greg, no, yeah. like, We're just sitting part in. of the, part of the reason the Jets get back in is because right. Denzel Ward, who should be a top five cornerback from what we know, gives up. He's get burned by Corey Davis. It's like what what is going on with this defense? Because we've heard would say, oh, we're going to need to simplify things. I don't like hearing that from a multi-year coordinator. Week five
5: simplifies a bad sign. Uh, They seem like a dumb defense. (laughs) They make a lot of mistakes, and there's a lot of confusion. And they seem like an incredibly soft defense. I mean, the Falcons embarrassed them last week. And the Chargers had 238 yards rushing in this game. Going into this game, they only had 258 yards rushing on the season. They almost topped that today. so It's a toughie. Uh, that's not good. And by the way, yeah, I, I, I see you were trying to get on Staley there, playing fast. I am. Hey, how about, how about you try to win the game a couple times? We've been asking for coaches to do that forever. Give the balls to your best Player and try to win. And hey, babe, how about have two chances to win the game, win on offense or win on defense? That's right. why you do it.
4: All right, listen. That's why you do it. I get it. And to Staley's credit, he didn't back down after the game. He said, we're willing to live with that decision. There was no way I'm taking our offense off the field. And Cleveland's defense stinks. Okay, there's logic to it. But I just think it was beyond, you know, the onions put them in a wheelbarrow because <laughs> they, you have a two-point lead. You're at your own 46. You're up by two points. You take a timeout. And then you go for it. The Browns had 70 seconds and no timeouts. If you just execute on special teams, I think you're in good shape. But I understand that side of it.
5: The, the, just, the numbers would say that's like one of the clear. No, I know you don't want to just go off the numbers, but that would have been one of the most clear decisions possible. Like one of the worst decisions of the week to kick it. And it's because of the it's partly because of the lack of timeouts, because you you can hope for your defense to stop them still if you uh, Wait, don't get you the saying, yards.
4: Uh, so the analytics like was support going for oh, it, Oh, yeah, right? it was yes. like
5: a plus 12 percentage Got type it. of point. It. It's
6: they, like, I, I, we, I think we agree and see all this business, but it, like it, to me it just felt in the moment a little bit uh, extra. Oh, Keenan Allen didn't like it. He was watching on uh, – Keenan Allen is definitely – What did Keenan need- have to say? What did he tweet here? Hold on. He said, what the F are we doing? What the F are we doing? Exactly.
4: (laughs) See, I got Keenan Allen on my side. That guy's a stud. Um, All right. Shoki, any other thoughts? A game where the teams combined for 908 total yards, 53 first downs, and your boy Jake Brisket has – uh, thrown just three interceptions all season. But, man, he chooses. In killer spots. He chooses. A, a, they've a, all,
3: yeah. Quite time They've all come inside the last them. three minutes of the game. Last three minutes of the game, he's thrown all of them. But you know what? How I've agreed with Greg a lot in my life, mm-hmm. in, including agreeing with him uh, on his decision to hire me way back in 2014. It was a great one. I've never agreed with him more than in this three minutes oh, right wow. now.
5: Thanks, Nick. Didn't know where you were going with that, but I liked it. Well, we'll see if see if you're on the
4: show next week, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
5: punchy.
3: Your Jets are, are a winning team, and you're punchy, Dan. I, I love know. it.
4: Uh, I love you, Nick, and uh, we'll see you next week, buddy. All right, guys. All right, we'll take a break, and then we will get to those New York.
6: Don't jets. you go against those analytics, Dan?
4: Never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare. We'll be right back.
7: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
0: Play action. Thompson looks downfield. Under pressure. Lost the football. He was sacked. It's scooped up by and Williams. He's at the five-yard line before he's brought down. The Jets with a strip sack. and Williams hands up with the recovery. First and goal, Jets.
4: Mmm, do you hear that? Well, you hear that. You deserve it. 40-burger bongos. No, not just I, I deserve it. Jets fans deserve that. You hear the buzz? hear the buzz in the building? At MetLife Stadium? When Carl Lawson ices that game with the strip sack? Of the third string quarterback of the Dolphins? Whatever. Bob was using with the call. Big play after big play. That was the story of the fourth quarter uh, between the Jets and Dolphins. The Jets making all the big plays. Miami giving them all up. And it ended with 40-17. The Jets beat the Dolphins, who were 3-0, now 3-2. And as I said, you had uh, Tua didn't even travel with the team as he continues his recovery from the concussion. Teddy Bridgewater steps in. On the first uh, series, Sauce Gardner blitzes off the edge, untouched, whacks Bridgewater in the end zone for a intentional grounding safety. And Bridgewater suffers an elbow injury, gets examined for a concussion. He gets ruled out. So he is out. So Skylar Thompson, who was a preseason star, steps in, and he was fine. I mean, he wasn't wasn't lights out, as you wouldn't expect him to be, but he wasn't the reason Miami lost this game either, in my opinion. Uh, What happened here was the Jets jumped out to a a big lead early, and Miami gets things under control to the point where – Early in the fourth quarter, they're lining up for a field goal with a chance to go ahead, and every Jets fan is thinking the same thing. I can't believe we're going to blow this game with this situation. Teron Armstead also went out for the Dolphins early in this game with a toe injury, their star left tackle. And yet, the field goal is missed, and then with Brees Hall leading the way, the Jets' offense really? takes over, and then the defense gets the stops. And all of a sudden, like I said, Mark, there's juice around the Jets. I don't know if they're frisky, I don't know if they're spicy, but they don't suck. They don't suck. And this is interesting. They're at this is least an interesting frisky development. at the very least. They are
6: certainly frisky. I think they are. Um, you know, just over the hillside exists spicy.
4: <laughs> go to go to Lambeau Field next week.
6: And, and go that, to, get and that, a dub, the, and you're spicy. The reason
4: I think they are because, it's like— So
6: spicy is definitely better than frisky, is what we're I saying? I think
4: it's a matter of opinion. I, I tend to think you graduate from frisky to spicy. Okay. I, I tend
6: to agree with you. I think frisky yeah. is also a, a mood that comes and goes. Uh, spicy, if you're spicy, you're just spicy. Spicy food stays spicy for the most part. That's
5: what the <laughs> Jets you, are. Can you, but, can you
6: say spicy a few
5: more times? Oh, I mean, I'll <laughs> say definitely I'll say a lot, lot for that. this team because this team,
6: this team has uh, sucked wind— <sighs> For as long as we've been doing this show, outside of that fraudulent 10 and 6 year... It of wasn't couple, fraudulent. Well, whatever it was. It ended in a fraudulent yes, split. It did. This is actually, I think, a the day where you could say ever. it is a big <laughs> win for Joe Douglas, who, you know, Joe Douglas gets a lot of praise, and it's like we haven't seen it in wins, but... His picked players are starting to become the core of this team. Like Brees Hall today, uh, Sauce Gardner. I mean, th- it wasn't so much today, but Garrett Wilson's been good. Zach Wilson, after last week, he played a steady game today. It looks like today, it's like you can see the makings of a real team. And we finally, I thought, got the Robert Sala that we got Sala, a little Sala, bit Sala. on the Niners sideline that I think helped get him a job because the guy was total fire. And here he was, he was today, pumped up. very pumped up, and he should be because I think they you put all this work into this, and you go through the seasons, and it's like last year was so rough. You've had injury situations with your wannabe starting quarterback this year already. Got to deal with Joe Flacco. And this happens today. I don't really care for the Dolphins' side of it that much because it doesn't really matter. It's just the Jets probably learning we can win games.
4: Yes. That matters. And that was they've stolen – the the three wins that they have all came two comebacks in the fourth quarter. And then this game where – they almost let a game get away, and then they just imposed their will on an opponent and, and blew them out of the building. So these are encouraging signs of growth. I think there's some swagger that starts to build with a, a young team, and the Jets are one of the younger teams in the league. So there is there is much reason for optimism after this game. The the earlier comebacks, the Steelers win, the Browns. I almost didn't know what to make of those wins because they range from unlikely to miracle. This one's like a, this is the one where you go, okay, I understand the Dolphins were shorthanded. But the Who fact, cares? But it doesn't matter, yes, because the Jets got the job done, and you're right. The the thing that's been haunting the Jets during the time we've done this podcast since 2013 is they don't have any good young players. They're, they keep whiffing in the draft, so they stay talent they poor. Now. Sauce Gardner also had an interception in this game. Wow. He is a big-time, big-time defensive rookie of the year candidate. Garrett Wilson absolutely in the discussion as one of the best wide receivers uh, from his rookie class. And Brees Hall with almost 200 total yards in this game, he is, I think, oh, maybe two, over 200, has announced himself as a potential star himself. So there are true reason for optimism. Can right you imagine
6: now. WFAN tonight?
4: We'll see how the Mets do. This well, is, right,
6: but with both, both football <laughs> teams that have been moribund for so long, like, showing some... Oh, yeah. I saw this
5: is the first time since 2015 that they've been both over 500. They were a, a long time. M- midway <laughs> through that year, they were. That's uh, a long time. It's crazy. Like babies
6: are now eight when that was they the are,
5: They are so much more talented, just generally. And you're right. That's the thing about putting a little, a few deposits in the Mojo Bank early. Mm-hmm. You're right. They got a little lucky in those wins. You don't know what to make. Doesn't matter. Those wins still count. Yep, I and keep saying, who cares? Right, those wins count. And then you have, games like this where you totally deserve to win and that counts too and you start to feel that you're in every game that you can win in any situation you said Skylar Thompson wasn't the reason they lost but as some I didn't watch the game you know they averaged under five yards per uh, pass attempt they were almost leading the league coming into
4: it at, at nearly eight That's well, like but what, also what, you,
5: well I don't even know what what, what was well, your they, Skylar Thompson throwing the ball experience the what was it
4: like the numbers lie a little bit because they gained 100 yards in penalty yardage on deep shots that got flags so he did take shots they didn't register in big gains for the receiver statistically but they moved the, they moved the ball uh with him thrown downfield so um probably would have been better with a quarterback with more experience but again like they just got beat on both sides of the ball in the last quarter of the game and turned it well into they gotta a worry effort.
5: if they if they don't have you know their top two quarterbacks next week they uh, they also could be without Xavier Howard, who missed this game, their top cornerback. And then the Armstead injury, that's been a recurring injury. And they mentioned that it was a situation where they wanted to get him out early because they have a plan of, like, a specialist he's going to see in New York. And that, that's their big-time left tackle who's missed a ton of games over the last five years for the Saints. It's one of the reasons the Saints didn't want to They resign. can't have an injury without it becoming,
4: like, a total like unsolved <laughs> mystery scenario. And, and, and uh, in that uh, vein, I, I do want to say the NFL has the new concussion protocol. And you saw with Teddy in this game, he had no um, concussion symptoms. He passed every test, but because a spotter saw him stumble, he was removed from the game, and that was enough to take him out. And now you could either tell me that's the NFL making improvements, or you could say some corrective steering has been done to the point where we're not letting guys play when they're symptom-free and telling the coaching staff, I'm ready and I want to go in. This is all fallout from the Tua injury and the back-to-back
6: And we announced this rule change this weekend, so you better believe we're going to find a way to give you an example of it on
4: Sunday. (laughs) Especially if it's a Dolphins quarterback. Well, I think
5: the whole idea is that guys can pass the test and be symptom-free and be very much at risk for... a head injury. Like, you can look like you've... You, the, the players have shown they know how to pass these tests, basically, when right. they still are in having a problem. So they're airing now I understand on the side that. of caution. That,
6: that remains murky still in terms of, like, you asked the question, what happens in January if a spotter thinks that Patrick Mahomes took a misstep? is he out of a playoff game? I I mean it's just there's you know
4: Hopefully we don't find out but uh yes that's that's something to track in the post to a world after his head injury. Let's move now to the Superdome where Geno Mania looks to keep running strong.
0: From the right hash mark, Taysom Hill keeps it. Looks for first down and he's got it. And he's got Rudy really to run. 50, 40, 30, 20. Will he get caught from behind? That is gonna be a touchdown! Taysom Hill. Taysom TD!
4: 60
0: yards!
4: <laughs> uh, Mike Haas with the call, WWL. I don't know how Taysom did it get caught there. He, he was running out of gas and he's looking behind him, waiting, waiting to be tackled. Just never got tackled, so he goes into the end zone. One of three touchdowns for Hill. Taysom Hill still doing things, including that 60-yarder in the fourth quarter. He threw a touchdown pass. The Saints snap a three-game losing streak, and they much needed 39-32 win over the Seahawks. Greggy Hill has always been a polarizing player, Um, but in this game, he kind of saved their butts. He has been great this year.
5: He has been the most consistent part of their offense. This isn't just a one-game thing. Now, four touchdowns in one game also went one for one as a passer you mentioned for a touchdown, so that's his fourth that that's pretty unique. Uh, but he's been very valuable for a really disjointed offense. And I know, uh, someone could come at me with some numbers, but it feels to me like practically every time Taysom Hill has come into a game this year, like great things have happened. He's their only answer in the red zone. Uh, Defenses have not had an answer for him. He's just a great power runner, and he almost never throws the ball. So teams know he's going to run, and this offensive line has blown up holes for him, and he was crucial in finishing those drives. But he also was their kick returner because Deontay Hardy got hurt, and he had some pretty good kick returns. Mm. And oh, by the way, when they're trying to seal the game, I think it was on a Camara run they had Taysom Hill in at fullback, and he blows open uh, a huge hole, knocking out a Seahawks linebacker. It's like I was thinking about Chris Wesseling, and I was thinking about Mark in that first Taysom Hill year where you guys were fascinated what? by him and enjoying it. And this was like an ultimate Taysom Hill It's game. crazy it they great. came like in a, show, a post-Sean Payton universe, but I had that sandwich bet
6: that one year where I think I said he would score five or more touchdowns, and you kind of there was an elongated journey to get to that. I mean, it almost happened all in one day here.
4: Yeah, it's. I remember there was that playoff game. I think it was a playoff loss where we were saying the, the best team. player was on the field was he, Taysom he Hill. Was. And it was just like ah, but, <laughs> you, like
6: you don't like that stuff, but he but was. It's been great like a meandering
4: time. journey ever since uh, for right. Hill. So, but to see him, you know, carry this team and Andy Dalton, Greg, what was uh, what do we see from him? Because I know Jameis Winston has been now out a couple of weeks, and it's very kind of murky his timetable. Do you think Dalton is doing anything to hold on to this job? Yes. Or do you think it's his job?
5: <laughs> yes, just because I think they're just going to s- see how it keeps going. He's been far from perfect in both these games. I think he looks similar to a week ago where he's a little late on a couple throws. He had a bad interception. They also dropped a couple passes. He wasn't like the answer, but everything makes a little more sense with him. And he also was playing without Jarvis Landry. It was a surprise late and active, without Michael Thomas. And then Chris Olave was concussed on a touchdown catch that was overturned and they decide they said it was a touchdown but he slammed his head after possessing uh the ball so they were in a tough spot here offensively and I, I to me he's just a little more trustworthy and I think is making more sense in terms of their offense they needed Thirty-nine points today because their defense was not really stopping Geno too often. Then again, uh, Dalton, you know, set set up some of those points with the bad. Pick. I mean, Geno
6: with three touchdowns of thirty-plus yards. I mean, I I think Dan and I are just taking uh, constant L's on the Geno front because no, I'm playing the long game. But I'm, I'm waiting it out. Like, but I'm I mean, concerned. at this, also
5: at this sit, like, point, concerned. Like, there is no L. <laughs> right. The fact that he had a five-game stretch like this is beyond anything anyone could have imagined. He's not supposed to be doing
4: this no. a, <laughs> He genuinely looks great. He looks great,
6: and he's he. I, it is it is one of the most bizarre developments of the NFL season. I'm taking
4: the long game because that's the only choice I have at this point. It is the only choice. You <laughs> have. The short game isn't going to play. I,
6: I said that I had I had washed myself of all critique and was willing just to see what he did before the season and.
5: I am seeing it, and I'm kind he of just stunned this is our reality. He dimes in this game. Uh, you mentioned three touchdowns, 268 yards. He did take like a, a sack at the end that was kind of an old, you know, when they needed a touchdown drive late in the game uh, that was tough for him to take, was kind of old, Gino held onto the ball. But his great throws in this game were next level. I mean, you have to kind of say, if you're just judging yes. quarterback play on this season alone, he's, got a pretty strong argument as a top five quarterback in the NFL this year. So you're right. Far. Right now, you're Through right. Five I would weeks.
4: say maybe a, a true great quarterback would have rallied him to a win today. I didn't see the he game, up, but they put know. up 32. Uh, they didn't get that last touchdown drive and they had a terrible
5: day though because they lost Rashad Penny, who to me is such a key to this offense. Brutal. To a potential broken ankle that's gonna knock him out for the season, and I just don't think they're the same team without him. One little see, like every time I look up at the Seahawks defense, like Tariq Woolen is making a play. Yeah, he These was students. the one. He was the one making Taysom Hill look slow. He had a 42640, so that's why he was catching up. Don't try up to, don't try with to have your own hufanga. What? You're trying to have a Hufanga. I've been, t- I've been pumping up I am allowed t- to Tariq have Woolen. that, by the no, way. No, you Why can, would...
4: but I see what you're doing. You're trying <laughs> to have only, a Hufanga. Not Why is I... <laughs> he not allowing
5: you to enjoy Hufanga because he had a good week one and he was assigned to the 49ers, but you're not allowed to like other defensive you players. You do not
6: own me or set those rules. <laughs> How about that? I just think. Am I I, it have, it one I, under, I have a company org chart Tariq too, and Wollin. you are not above me in the company <laughs>
4: org chart. He was great. But is it is it is it true or is it not true that what? you you see that I'm enjoying my hufanga high life and you're like ooh I want my own hufanga. I mean I
6: completely forgot about your hufanga thing right. until you brought it up. he's picked
4: so the wrong guy. So. I've been bringing up right. Willen every week. Oh, he, is a, he is he amazing. So you yeah. claimed yeah. Him. he's kind
5: of my uh, guy. I mean, yeah. You two
6: you two are intensely possessive. I don't understand. It is it is the sport for all the people, not just not just you to have your little barn of players.
4: There's a blank spot for your guy. Yeah.
6: Well, there's hundreds of other people for me to I'm, pick I'm, from. I'm taking Jack Jones, too,
8: of the Patriots. Sorry. Uh, great Jones, no. you, you, off the board.
6: Extremely possessive. Just a
8: fun note for this game and for the Saints in general. The Saints are 2-0 against bird teams. Yes. Dan's not going to like this. 0-3 against non-bird <laughs> yeah. teams. And they have a chance this year. This is not. This This doesn't happen very often. This is stupid. They have the whole bird gauntlet that they could play this year. How many bird teams are there? Cardinals in week seven, Ravens in week nine, Eagles in week seventeen. So they have a chance to go five or six and no because they play the Falcons twice. Or
6: five and thirteen, or five and twelve.
8: It would be really fun if they only beat bird teams. I think.
6: And five and thirteen, if they snuck into the playoffs at five and twelve, just just to let you know mathematically there.
4: Bunch of nugs in there, all good. Speaking of birds, the Falcons they headed to Tampa, they wanted to make a statement. Could they? Rudolph in motion to the right, the snap. Play action fake in the pass by Brady to Fournette. Touchdown Tampa Bay. Easy pickings for Tom Brady and Leonard Fournette. Fire the cannons. You know, that is so on brand. The Bucs are kind of my radar. Is not a very fun, exciting team. We're doing like a, you know, a dump pass to Lenny Fournette for the touchdown for the highlight. But that's what it is. But he deserves it. You know why? Lenny Fournette was a stud in this game. He's been quiet this year, but uh, he scored t- two touchdowns, had a mess of yards, and the Bucks take care of business with a 21-15 win over the Falcons. Mark, the Falcons made it close down the stretch, and you were you were very fired up in the newsroom today over a particular call late in this game.
6: Well, I think anyone anyone watching this game would be, and and, and certainly Falcons fans watched um, a potentially season-altering, comeback, melt away uh, with what was Take one of the worst through. calls. What so late in the game, Tom Brady is driving, but the Falcons essentially have him stopped and throw him down. Like There is a JD, Grady Jarrett sack on Tom Brady that would have ended the drive. And it is called essentially for roughing the passer. And it, 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 he put his arms around him and kind of wheeled him around to the ground. Perfectly fine tackle, and then this is the call. What happened? The, West
4: Durham uh, and Dave Archer. Listen from to their annoyance because it is—it's fitting. Falcons Radio. Brady working from the gun. Brady retreats, looking, looking. Here comes Brady. Jarrett, you shall not
0: pass.
4: Oh, that is brutal.
0: Surely they didn't call slinging him down. This that will be a horrendous is call.
4: A disgrace. They're going to call Brady Jarrett for slinging down Brady on this sack. You no. will not see a worse play than this. Speak,
6: speak to it. That's a disgrace. I mean, we're watching that on the video here and it just it's I it it was unbelievable. And that drive it's not also even close, Mark. Not even close. That drive also had a, a, a third and four call where the Bucks had the ball, and AJ Terrell was called for holding. That was a completely bizarre holding call. And then even later, this even this went against. This went against the Bucks but there was a deep shot that should have been pass interference. So that the calls Humana. were all over the place and it seemed like this was almost a makeup call of some sort, but mm. it completely changed the game and allowed the Bucks to go on to win when the the Falcons like they've done in other games were growing spicier and spicier. And they did not have Cordell or Patterson. They did frisky not are frisky.
4: They're frisky.
6: They they are I guess to me, I want to see them as spicy because should we
4: have a spicy frisky conversation on Tuesday. I think show? we need to because I, I do I think we We've all have putting our different it off ideas. Long enough. It's time to have that conversation.
6: And even before we when were I say it right now, <laughs> even before when I said I had my definition of of spicy, you just I just I see it as all sorts of things both ways. Okay. But the Falcons, Team I mean, just that. had to
5: be so frustrated because this should have they. I mean, they still would have had to score a touchdown. You know. They would have, they would have had to, but I think they, they could. Say have. Let's not I mean, hand them a victory if they don't get that call. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. No, I think it's just cha- it melted away their shot at going down the field. I'm but, like already. also a little annoyed by your guys' little narrative lately. Like, like oh, I narrative. don't like this. I don't like the style points. Tom narrative. Brady's not being entertaining enough. He's 45 years old and he has 730 yards in the last two weeks, but it's not like but pretty enough. You know, enough all, you know what a- I'd say? <laughs> it's like, oh, Matt Ryan put him in a casket and he's eight years younger, <laughs> oh. and Brady's out here. Throwing <laughs> dimes at you. What do you want? You're not wrong. I don't know. Like, I, uh, go watch. the 45 so years touch old. Of, Like
4: a one-and-a-half-yard touchdown 30 30 30's 30's all 30's all I'm back the truck up for one
6: second. Go watch the <laughs> game. do with it. Go watch the game and see if it looks like he threw for that much yardage. It's all – it's just like uh, there's not a lot of downfield action. He's some nice stuff with Mike That's Evans. but saying, it's I'm saying,
4: It's not a visual – I'm looking forward to watching this game, so I'll reserve comment on, like, my thoughts on their offense. But I'd love to see a couple of those, like, patented Tommy Boy spirals 50 yards down the field that Chris Godwin catches in stride for 70. You're just not seeing a lot of explosiveness from the offense. But I guess – I,
5: I hear what you're saying I'm saying this man is 45 years old putting nah, up 350
4: yards a week but what just is, like, I don't know what should we bring
5: up his age we've already yeah. we've already because we he's know doing that something no one's ever done in the history of the sport so I'm, you're I'm missing I'm, my point. I'm grading him on a different curve now,
6: I I don't I think you're separating Brady who's throwing the ball well from the the way that it is to watch this offense it's just something is a downtick from
4: la past years, no doubt um there was a boy who ran onto the field and, according to the Oso- Associated Press, was tackled hard by security personnel. This feels like something that would spring from your imagination, or maybe it's the boy inside you running onto the field, so it wasn't even a real f- person. Anyway, do you have anything on this?
6: I mean, I, I think, if you know, I had predicted in our uh, October 4th something's going to happen by then predictions, that a streaker would happen at the Rams. It was a protester. Could...
2: Streakers right, are but... nude.
6: But but like in within a seven day period, two two human beings are doing this, and this
5: is mo- more bizarre. It's a child. Right. No so. one has a, a, a video of this.
4: Are we? Are we? We got a small should. child getting slammed to the I security guard. It. I see it. The security guard goes, "Oh, here's oh, a ten oh, year old oh, oh, boy. Oh. I'm gonna slam him to the turf."
5: Uh, I mean. To me, if if you run on the field, the the laws of uh, the society the mother, don't apply. the mother. Age doesn't matter.
4: I read that the mother uh, said that he was 10, but the official said he's older than 10. And then they said, "Hey, mom, why are the kids on the field?" She's like, "I got a lot of kids here. Right. I lost track of this one." How would the security official know by it's sight like, that he was older than 10? But-
5: this kid, yeah, this kid <laughs> had some pretty good lateral quickness. So I I don't think you could cut him any slack. Hey, ma, how about we? Uh,
4: don't take all the kids to the game if we can't account for them. Right, limit the selection of uh, who's he going. got body rocked. Right. They would
5: have called a penalty on that if someone did that to Well, what radio. is a security man is meant to
6: body rock people when they when they I'm not I'm not siding with him necessarily. I side with children. And they did ask Tom about
4: that BS call and he said, hey, yeah, I don't, I don't I don't like the calls. Which is <laughs> no, what I would doesn't. say too. So all right, let's care. take a break, we'll be right back.
7: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
4: All right, let's move on and check in with the team of ATN. They have to, they have to do something. Maybe, I mean, they did something. To Foxborough.
0: Steady the hands. He takes the step. He is going to look to play it out. He's chased by Judah. Going to the left. Oh, oh no. It's scooped up. Yeah. Ducker has it. But raised to 35-30. Oh, in the clear to the 10. End zone bound. High stepping. Leaping.
4: There's a call by Bob Sochi and a sentient Powerade bottle. WBZ. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Kyle Dugar made a house call from 59 yards out. Ramondre Stevenson rushed for a career-high buck 61. And the Patriots mowed down the toothless Lions. 29-0 at Foxborough. Oof. Greg, you know, this is, to the credit of Bill Belichick, the patriots are like unique and to me that even in, now that they're not special but if they if they're like ready for a team and prepared and the, a team comes into their building on certain sundays these things happen like if Belichick has a team's number and has them cooked up 30 nothing 40 nothing 50 nothing always in play it happens a couple times a year happen here
5: i i think that's well put and it speaks to the Patriots will still let other teams beat themselves. And and I thought they were so close to doing that the last couple of weeks against two decent teams, the Packers and the Ravens. But when they play a team like the Lions, who are ready to beat themselves, they let it happen. And defensively, Bill Belichick had Jared Goff in a vice grip. I mean, I was having Super Bowl flashbacks. They got very aggressive with their pressures. And Jared Goff didn't know where it was coming from. This offense, which uh, had scored the most points of any in the league, did not know what to do, and Goff was holding the ball and having that sort of Goffian type of game to the point that Dan Campbell's comment to the sideline reporter coming out of halftime was like, "Jared just needs to relax back there." And I was Uh-oh. like, "Ooh, don't say that publicly." Uh, he did not relax back there. Is this a Matt Patricia revenge game? <laughs> they would. It would have hmm. been positioned the other
4: way, I think, if they if they had <laughs> right. lost. I'm sure the Lions let's, players want to get after. And again. The team of around the NFL. Oh my since gosh. we named them the team of around the NFL, are winless in three games.
2: Team of to me, it's, uh, it's about as <laughs> as bad as it gets. I mean, this is the worst. You know, this is where we're at, and sometimes uh, it's going to get it's going to get bad before it gets better. And and uh, you know, I believe we hit rock bottom. It's not, so now the only place to go is back up.
4: What is happening it, to you, Dan? Can, uh, can I? Hear? <laughs> Play play the Viswick Man one. That's the way the way it, it
5: led right into Patricia was bro, <laughs> play the brilliant, other one producing I the one. Oh, I'm sorry, Lions fans. Hey man, this this is was, a bummer. This the Lions are not bottom. doing well. This is, is rock it rock bottom.
6: bottom? Because I mean, I think so I think these, they're gonna bounce are, back. I guess these things can always get worse.
4: Twenty nine nothing is pretty bad against a Patriots team that's starting a third string quarterback. It's and the uh, the one thing that I wrote about it in the Power Rangers last week. It's like we knew the defense has all sorts of problems, and we saw it again in this game. Uh, But the offense had been scoring 35 points a game, and the concern was what if that comes back down to earth and the defense stays bad? Then you're one of the worst teams in the league. And that's what they look like. You know, based on the score, that's that's what they seem like
5: in this game. You are
0: a factory of sadness.
5: (laughs) They went 0 for six on fourth downs. Uh, So that was uh, a factor. Like they were moving the ball. That's the most fourth downs anyone's ever attempted. No one had ever topped five uh, without doing it, uh, without gaining one before. Jack Jones is a thing. This rookie cornerback is a playmaker for the Patriots. And and Matthew Judon. Has Jan been M. Yeah, you can't have Jack Jones. I don't, I'm not playing this game with the two of you throughout week. the entire episode. And uh, <laughs> Matthew Judon is having a monstrous season. That was his strip sack. He had two sacks yeah. in this game. He has a sack in every single game this season. And, yeah, you mentioned Zappi. Oh, by the way, the third-string quarterback goes 17 for 21, 188, and his interception only came because Nelson Aguilar uh, mm. starts
6: playing volleyball. That with is the so ball. Patriots, by the way.
0: Yeah.
4: It's I, almost like all the hand-wringing about the coaching staff being in tatters. This is a well-coached team that's going to make the most of what they have. The AFC East is back. How about that? This is the best. I, I don't think the Patriots are
5: going to be major factors, but I think they're going to be a tough out. And, the, and uh, this is a team, a nice division little, full of n- their a nice outs. little
4: berserker. Yeah. Let us head to Landover.
0: Winch takes the snap. Looking, throwing. Intercepted. Intercepted.
4: David Long the Titans have oh! shut down the Commanders. Yes! That was the big play, and it came a play. on the last play, and that's three in a row. Never a doubt. I doubt it. Mike Keith, WGFX, with the call. David Long Jr. intercepted Carson Wentz at the one-yard line with six seconds to play allowing the Tennessee Titans to escape with their third win in a row. 21-17 over the Commanders. Gravedigger, you know what? Listen, don't look now, but all of a sudden Titans are in first place. Everybody else stinks. The AFC South seems to be in good order for you. But I'm sure you were white-knuckling this one with the rest of Titans Nation uh, when Carson Wentz had them at the one, right?
8: Well, here's the thing. Carson Wentz had gone the entire game without making a mistake. Do so as a Titans fan, yeah. you're like, it's coming.
4: Here comes the I interception. <laughs> I had locked up your Titans, and even I was standing next to Greggy in the newsroom. We were watching it. And I was like, no, he's going to botch us. He's Carson Wentz. It's coming. It's coming. And after he nearly threw one pick, then he threw the one that mm. iced the On the, the next game.
8: play, yep. And this was a pretty ugly game overall, I feel like. Lots Shocker. of sacks, lots of holding <laughs> penalties, both offenses struggling to move the ball. Titans score seven points in the... Second half, which is the most points they've scored in the second half since week one. So that was an improvement, I guess. Um, Both teams really banged up on the offensive line. So it felt like both quarterbacks were under pressure the entire game and that was just Let's see it's not if, fun uh, to watch.
4: Just, I'm going to check right now in real time. Did these teams combine for 600 total yards of offense? Here we go. Yes, because Drum roll, please. for the fourth
8: game in a row, the Titans allowed a 300-yard passer, which is the longest streak in franchise history to allow a 300-yard passer. This is such a Titans
5: game. You get out by 140 uh, against the Commanders, but you get out of there. That really was a great play at the end, but I don't think it's a rule just because... You, you can get four plays that you have to throw the ball four straight plays well, because it's under, Carson Wentz throwing the ball. I know they don't have a, a timeout. Dude. They had
8: 18 you, seconds when they were set up at first and goal. On you the could one. have
5: put Carson Wentz in sort of a uh, run-pass option situation, yes. get him out on the edge on first down. And even if he gets stuck in bounds and makes a bad decision, you can still get up to the line. Yes. You, like, when he was throwing the ball, it was just waiting for the interception.
4: Yeah. Well, it, was, it reminds me of also, like, the Thursday night game, the way that ended with uh, Russell Wilson in straight shotgun with uh, no mo- no nobody in motion, no run-pass option. And you just kind of, like, put yourself in a tougher situation. And with Wentz, it's like, why give him so many chances – to, to mess with you, where you he's a big guy, like head towards the goal line, yeah. good things could happen. Uh, but that shookie, I guess, uh, not Shooky, uh, <laughs> Gravedigger. I think the uh, <laughs> the issue that definitely not Shooky I would have here is yeah, 241 total yards for the Titans, less yep. than four yards per play. Derrick Henry looks like Den- Derrick Henry, the big dog is still the big dog. Everything else still seems like a lot of work needs to be
8: done. I came out of this game thinking that the only playmaker the Titans have on offense is Derrick Henry, and I kind of felt that way going in, but a- after the game, it's just so clear they are passing him the, the ball more and they had a brilliant screen play set up to him where Tannehill made a nice throw through traffic to get it to him and then on the next play they faked a screen to Henry and came back to uh, Dontrell Hilliard on the other side who ran into the end zone, which was a nice play the game-winning play for the Titans was a downfield strike to Nick Westbrook Akina which was like the fourth longest play air yards attempt of the season by any team Mm. and it was a weird play because the cornerback for Washington just like stopped covering Westbrook like midway down the field like I don't know what he was looking at I would
6: like to know why in the middle of my Saturday I receive a text um with Jessica sitting in my seat here in the studio with an announcement <laughs> suggesting that she's replacing me on the show because Justin's visiting this, the, the building with family and making plans for the future and it, the Justin. production.
8: Well, we had a, a friends and family visit. That's a cool thing that the NFL office allows us to do on Saturdays. So I, brought, I don't
6: think Mark has a problem with that specific. That part seems uh, n- nice for you.
8: Yeah. So I, I brought my parents and Jessica <laughs> and a, my pa- a friend, a couple that are friends with my parents that I've known my whole life here to see the studio. That's wonderful. See what I do. Are you at
5: all concerned, Graver, <laughs> that she missed Mark so much she had to like get into a place where she could physically touch something he had touched once? That's
8: a fair question. That's mm. a that's a an apt uh, query by Greg. <laughs> I wasn't until you brought that up. No, uh, I'm not. The commanders
4: about that. were one of eleven on third down, including that interception. They're last in the NFC East, and you know.
8: And their first third down yeah. conversion was on that two minute the drive. Old Zusser, yeah.
5: The old Zeuser, the old got a little lucky there at the end. Not. A lucky. Oh, not, never. Not as
8: lucky as our Eagles lockers. Come on.
4: Oh, no. Um, <laughs> by the way, speaking of locks, so Zeuser's four and one, alone in first place, and you know, the Wesling brothers, who did they lock?
8: They, were, they locked the Rams. Yeah, you know what? Oh,
4: wow. Can we just go over <laughs> something here? Now I'm thinking about it. Nick's, uh, Nick's message that we played in the Thursday show. Very confident. Yeah. In uh, the message, he mentioned that his brother Mike, old Zeuser fan, wanted to pick the Jets. Jets won. Phil Wessling wanted to pick the Chargers. Ooh, good Chargers one. Chargers won. Eddie wanted to pick the Cowboys. Nobody's underdog, Eddie. And then the decision was made though, Nick chose the Rams. You blew it. Isn't it maybe time for Nick to almost as a penalty to give up the video duties and the message to the show on Thursday? Oh, I think I, he should he
6: should be penalized because if you go back and if you go back the, to beat. the listener and listen to the Thursday show uh, there
5: is certainly an aura of of hubris. He made fun uh, of Eddie. He right. says, he, Eddie's famous for right. bad decisions, so I'm just going to flip the pick and take the There's other no, team. Th-
6: like, there is no committee work. He's just sort of
5: slammed them all down and shugged them aside, and then he created the only loss and, possible. And, and, and then he goes on Twitter, and he, and he tried to make a statement. This loss is 100% on me. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we were there when you made the pick. Of course it's
4: on so you. Yeah, the quarterback yeah. that throws it right to the linebacker is tapping his chest as he goes back to the yeah. sideline. We know, bro. Uh, We knew that the Charlotte uh, football team, the Carolina Panthers, would have a hard time of it on Sunday, and sure enough, that's how it played
0: out. Baker out of the shotgun, four-man pressure, throws too high, intercepted! Emmanuel Mosley running back the other way, Mm -mm. cuts inside, Mm -mm. Mm -mm. 10-5, Mosley, touchdown! E-Man with a house call.
4: Mm, Greg Papa with a call KNBR Emmanuel Mosley returned that interception from Baker Mayfield 41 yards for the score and the Niners coasted to a 37-15 win over the Panthers and I, I wonder you I wonder if Matt Rule by the time people are listening to this still has a job because this is another non-competitive effort at home the team is now 11 and 27 under Rule, and you you just get the feeling it's getting close for Rule now. So the Niners kind of just took pe- care of business in this game, guys. Uh, somebody had to watch it. I watched it. Um, they didn't jump off the page to me or jump off the screen. Garoppolo threw for 253 and two touchdowns. Jeff Wilson ran for 120 yards and a touchdown. It was a mismatch here, um, and. Carolina just can't get anything going on offense. Baker, near the end of the second quarter, suffered an ankle injury and was walking around in a boot after the game. Yeah. And uh, the only thing worse than Baker this season, Mark, would be the idea of playing Baker when he's has no mobility. Uh, it just keep, goes from bad for worse for Carolina and for the Niners and for Gravedigger, who locked up the Niners. Sometimes you just take care of business, check the <laughs> box yeah, yourself. No, it's and a work move on. like
6: um, day by the Niners and a hey, lock for, for Gravedigger. I. I like, I find the ba- Baker Mayfield journey about as depressing as it gets. I find the dark energy around the Panthers um, inexcusable. A lot of it has to just do with the way they've handled this quarterback situation for years. It's somehow gotten worse and worse and worse. And I, this version of Baker Mayfield, I mean, look, it, it was... There have been no illusions on my behalf of Baker Mayfield that he was a top-10 quarterback for a long, long time. But we have seen versions of Baker Mayfield, throws that he's made in the past, streaks he's been on, games like in 2020 when he was a pretty flawless quarterback down the stretch. That player, that person is gone right now. And the and the Panthers, as part of that, are completely floating. Um,
4: this is I, the hardest one of the hardest teams to watch in the league. I call this an empty restaurant game. You know how it's really depressing? To eat in an empty restaurant. Yeah. you know you got the staff there, and you, you were, you know, it just seems sad because the place isn't doing well. Watching the Panthers right now with their the head coach situation and knowing that the fan base is turned against the quarterback who's not playing well, and they don't even really have someone to turn to. P.J. Walker got some snaps in garbage time here. It's just a it's just a bad scene well, they for the Panthers to right late now. Late in that
5: game, uh, I saw some tweets and some pictures just like 49ers fans were still there. Panthers fans were not. And those, that sort of image often does happen on your last day as, as, as coach. It's too bad for the 49ers uh, that they were struck again by more really significant injuries in this game. Emmanuel Mosley is believed to have suffered a torn ACL. And I, I really think that one huge difference this year is their secondary has been better. Charvarius Ward has been a fantastic pickup, and Mosley's been a rock-solid cornerback right next to him, and I think they're going to lose him for the year. Robbie Gold got hurt. Jimmy Ward broke his hand. Uh, Nick in Bosa this game. got hurt. Nick Jimmy Ward has had hurt like 207 times probably right. like the last probably have some, you know, He can come back from that, and it's too bad because otherwise there was a lot of positives for this game. They ran the ball well. They had three or four long offensive drives, which they actually haven't done all year, so it, against decent defense. Like It was a great game for them but just more injuries all right uh let's take a break and we'll be right back
1: this is tracy v wilson from stuff you missed in history class a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.
0: Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years,
4: Opportunity for the Vikings, and they get the Bears. Take care of business. Let's see what happened at US Bank Stadium. Fields back to pass, throws left. It's caught. Emir Smith marsat against his former
0: team. Rip Cam it. Dantzler, stolen. Rip from it. him, and he slides
4: down. Rhythm.
0: Cam Dantzler ripped the ball away Rip from his former teammate Emir Smith marsat and he has stolen hope the chicago bears had the vikings are gonna win
4: (laughs) and they did paul allen with the call k-f-a-n there there are two listeners that know i'm referencing the 1989 hulk hogan movie no holds barred (laughs) (laughs) i've seen that uh anyway cameron dantzler sealed the victory for the vikings ripping the ball away from former teammate amir smith marcette near the one minute mark it sealed a 29-22 win uh, for the Vikings, over for at least one Sunday, the Feisty Bears. Oh, we didn't factor in Feisty. That could be a, a third Frisky, category. Frisky, Feisty, Spicy. We should do Tears, I think. I mean, Feisty okay. is my least uh, intriguing of the, of the bunch. I, th- like I think me. we all are in agreement yeah. on that. That's, that's but it's a, it's a step. But anyway, Mark, so this game was uh, interesting because it wasn't interesting. The Vikings were cruising, and then the— as the Vikings do, they let the opponent back in.
5: I'm gonna step in here for Mark because I was assigned to this game right. and I enjoyed it. I watched it in the late window. Why does uh, the paperwork say up. otherwise? Uh yeah I was in a
6: panic bro. I was in a head like my a deep lead panic row that looked at me. <laughs> Please help me. Grave that's digger. not, how I, said, that's not how
8: I would have said that. The thing. word doc oh, says otherwise. I mean you don't
0: uh, have
5: to dig his
8: point. grave. <laughs> you don't have. you know, you could follow d- the sword. I'm the you, grave diggers dig. He dug his own grave. Dug, dug my it himself. own I dug my own grave on that one. No, it's okay. You
5: buddy. gotta give yeah, you uh, gotta give the Vikings some credit. They are Vi- extremely streaky. Kirk Cousins is What's new? Maybe the most streaky quarterback in the NFL in general. He can get on hot streaks where he's incredible. Started you know, 17 stre- for 17 in this game. Some beautiful touch passes. And then they can go through total quiet periods. But you got to admit, when they've absolutely needed a drive this season, Need it. they've gotten it. When they've absolutely needed a stop this season. Got it. They've got it. And that's why they're three and zero in these uh, one score games, and that's why they don't feel like they should be four and one. But they were clearly the better team uh, this afternoon, and I, I think they deserve this.
6: The I don't apologize for, but also I just the the, the the slow ebb for Justin Jefferson a couple weeks ago. He's broken out of that because he exploded in London. Twelve catches day, one hundred and fifty I think it would so that happen halftime. When that's happening, then I think Kirk Cousins can overcome his streakiness to some degree if you're going to get this out of Jefferson. Well, some I don't think of those he's ever nice going to p-
4: overcome it. Yeah, he's exactly. Uh, but here, this is an interesting quote from Cousins. Uh, this is what he said after the game. I'm not where I was at the end of last season in that old system, but we're developing it and hmm. we're getting there, and I'm excited about that continued growth. It's a start. That's all it is, though. It is a new offense, though.
5: I, that makes sense to me. Uh, he also had a bad interception that was part of this comeback. At that point, it was 21-19 Vikings, and it looked like they might blow this game. They were they were up 21-3 to at halftime. Justin Fields definitely had his best day throwing the ball. They protected him really well, so there were some encouraging signs uh, for the Bears. But like I said, like, they were down. They were down 22-21. Okay, Vikings, you've kind of got pushed back. What are you going to do? And they just marched right down the field, a dominant drive. Jefferson gets the two-point conversion. Like, Cousins made really nice throws when he absolutely needed to.
4: Justin Fields' check-in before we move in. Move on.
5: Yeah, he played well. Uh, oh, okay. The first half, not so much. We well, said his best game. 21 throws for 208 yards. He was, He had, He was – Back there, uh, cooking steaks. Uh, so that that helped. That he was protected really Swear. well. But had f- that's like the new uh, phrase. Kids are saying that. Kids are saying these. They're back there cooking steaks. That's they're a, saying a, a, that
6: about a quarterback
5: being well protected or something else they're there. doing. <laughs> no, they're talking about. are saying quarterbacks. Quarterbacks that are uh, caked back up. and there. cooking steaks. not. No, I don't know if he, they're, they're going to say he caked up. Uh, <laughs> Also, there was like a a play he ran on that got overturned by penalty that just reminded me, gosh, you got to get Justin Fields in the open field running. It is fearsome when he has a head of steam behind him. Kevin O'Connell in his bag in this game. I mean, they were were trick plays. Justin Jefferson had a nice pass. There's like a push pass to Rager. Like everything was working for a little while.
4: Anybody on the Minnesota defense that might fit the mold for Mark having a guy?
5: I would not go <laughs> NFC North. I thought you were gonna say, "Is there anyone caked up on the Vikings defense?" I was like, "I'm gonna have to." I'm sure there them. is.
4: I'm sure they're 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 fit individuals. <laughs> <laughs> all right, run well, running out of games to find a guy for Mark. That's I
5: all. mean, Cameron Dantzler is having a year for sure. Mark? He's like you more don't, of like you a don't a need to organize, organize this.
6: This is not it's not how this works. You don't need. You're to organize this.
5: overrating my interest
6: <laughs>
4: in 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 the whole thing too. Let's head to Jacksonville. Duval.
0: Second and goal inside the one. Pierce, the lone back. Mills under center. Offset eye. Hand off Pierce to the goal line. He's in! The Texans take the lead. A one-yard touchdown run by Damian Pierce. Welcome back to Gator Country.
4: Bang! Mark Vandermeer. That's the first time we've heard his voice. K-I-L-T. Damian Pierce ran for 99 and a touch. A score that was set up by... A 20-yard run in which he broke not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six tackles, and it helped allow the Texans to beat the Jaguars 13-6. They've won nine straight against the Jags. Um, it's preposterous. Uh, Mark, is this your game? Yes, it is. Okay, my, I, my system has been shaken. I'm powering through. It sounds like yet another masterpiece from the AFC South Division.
6: Uh, this was, I felt like this game was roughly 11 and a half hours long. Um, when you get one of these in the early window, it can affect your Sunday. I did not allow it to. I just let it be. Good. But I, here's the that thing shows about growth the Texans. Like, you, if you squint occasionally, you can kind of see what they're trying to do with their offense because... Nico Collins, who we've talked about a lot, like I don't think has been largely invisible this season compared to what I thought, made a couple big catches in this. Nice. Davis Mills made a couple of nice throws. He also did not play well for big chunks of this. But Damian Pierce is the real deal. The bigger story for me, though, is it was another case study of the Jaguars, who have been really up and down, mm. not being able to close. They, they at one point had a drive where they went nine plays, 68 yards to the Houston 7, and then... Trevor Lawrence throws an absolutely terrible interception to Derek Stingley. Mm. He's the reason sometimes, a lot of times, these drives don't fit. James Robinson stuffed on fourth and one. They were 0-3 on third down. The the last of those was fourth and 10. 1.41 left. They're down 13-6. Trevor Lawrence fires the ball. Off target. Game over, essentially. Houston closed it out from there. And it's just like... I, i It's not a weekly referendum on Trevor Lawrence. I know we're <laughs> yeah, not this allowed. This is it. not going to be good for your. You don't want no, a but, weekly referendum but, uh, on Lawrence because now it's, it's coming. But if we're going to do that with yeah. every other young quarterback, to some degree, it's just like he's. He, there were a couple really good weeks where you started to see progress, but he's back in the place today where I thought he's just missing key throws in the game. Maybe, maybe people he'll make want the next progress week. too
5: badly.
4: Maybe I, maybe I was more speaking about last week, you know, with the conditions and whatnot. Maybe he was. Take it easy with the referendum, but this was set up well for Lawrence to have a great game. He's home. I mean, he's against the Texans, the only winless team in the league, and to play poorly, yeah. You, if you're if you're a Jaguars fan that was sold on generational guy, here I am doing it now. You're expecting him to play better than he played today. They,
6: they did have 422 yards of offense. Like Travis Etienne had a couple big runs. I mean. You, again, you can squint and see it with both these teams, but the, the Texans put up 13 points. If you told the Jaguars you're going to have it to deal with, you have to overcome 13 points,
5: mm.
6: and you can't do it. You put up six. Passes just
5: sail on Lawrence, and that's what happened to him on a couple yeah. open throws, and that that's a recurring issue going back to last year. That, that was like the one thing where I it was like, I'm not blaming that on Urban Meyer when he's just – drops back to pass, and sales passes. Right. And that, that's happened a little too much. In all three of their losses, Dan, yes. he had an interception or a turnover in the final possession when they were trying to drive a for good the win.
4: Not a good look. Gravedigger, I, I, I'm i starting to think now. We'll see. The, the Jaguars have had some good moments early on this year, too. Uh, but the last two weeks have been pretty dire. Um, if the Jaguars continue along this path, you you could win the AFC South with seven wins. Well, today, the Colts are, three
8: weeks from now. Colts are back in second place. Just like we all expected preseason, the Jaguars third, Texans fourth, like everything that happened in we the first three weeks. We kind of
4: needed the Jaguars to take that step, and we were all feeling like that was going to happen. And now you're right back to wondering if they're still the Jaguars.
8: And now the Colts play the Jaguars next week, and then the Colts Somebody go to wins Tennessee there. That's gonna be week ugly. seven. And so. now
5: we've got uh, the rarest of all rare things. We've got some... Trade-breaking news during the show. A Hello. trade on a Sunday night, Justin Graver.
4: Breaking connected news. connected to these two teams? That would be even more no, amazing. I wish. But uh. Uh,
5: the Browns are acquiring former Pro Bowl linebacker Deion Jones from the Falcons in exchange for a late-round draft pick. Problem well, they, solved.
6: They have injury issues at linebacker. I mean, and, they, and they, they're they getting run over like they are. So they, Deion I guess Jones, who we talked
4: about throughout the summer, is he going to get moved or cut? He does get moved just in October, not August.
5: The subject of uh, about 400 words that I wrote at halftime of the Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl, mm. Deion Jones and D.F. Devon J.K. Unbelievable.
4: There you go, Mark. What, in what way? I don't know. You have, uh, maybe Deion Jones will tap into the fountain of youth and be... That game changer he was. Maybe he a will. Time. I just
5: like the idea that they like went home after the game and they're like a, making a trade on a Sunday a night. Train. Never seen that. are like like we up
4: 500 yards rushing. This, in will two get, weeks, so. this will get Mary Mary Kay Cabot off my back. <laughs> says your boy. Well, well, she Barry. was probably home having a glass Andrew of Barry.
6: wine at this point,
4: and Then she's back on the on the she's computer. Like, computer having,
6: a... Right. I got to sit down and write 800 words
0: on this, please.
4: I'm uh, leaving. All right one more game let's hit sunday night football
0: it will be a 43 yard field goal attempt for justin tucker snap is good hold is down kick on the way it is up it is good time has expired and the haze of the barn what a night for the ravens they come back to beat the Bengals. 1917, and
4: they do it on the right foot of Justin Tucker. Was there ever a doubt? Not here. <laughs> Justin Tucker. And here's the thing about Justin Tucker when Justin Tucker makes a field goal, it doesn't just go through the uprights, it splits them. You <laughs> could mathematically measure each side, and it will be a perfect split of the uprights. He did it again. And bangs at home from 43, was it? 43. 43, it was the difference. It was the final play of the game. Ravens 19, Bengals 17. Uh, Tucker got that opportunity because Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense took over in their final possession and was able to march, the, march 50 yards into field goal uh, range in two minutes. And that came after Mark, uh, Joe Burrow, with T. Higgins sidelined with a knee issue and an inability to tack downfield, still put together a 13-play, 75-yard drive that uh, gave Cincinnati the lead briefly, but they couldn't hold on. So Cincinnati 2-3, and three, Baltimore 3-2. Three I, I
6: it, To me, a very AFC North uh, game. I, it doesn't change that much what I think about either club. I mean, I think as much of the Bengals' 15-play 73 dri- yard Mark, drive. Mark loves a long, slow drive. Well, no. I mean, they, mm-hmm. so that actually to me felt like a major lost opportunity. It ends on downs. Like they leave points on the board. They open with four punts. I came out of the scene that I thought Cincinnati had moved away from some of their issues, their offensive line issues, and that was not the case tonight. I mean, like Leo Collins at one point was, you know, he had Zach. Taylor grabbing him by the waist, trying to talk to him up and down the sideline after a messy series I think of that plays. was that
5: fourth
4: down play that, yeah. that Collins it was. probably it was. did something I mean, wrong. You don't I just, know what that was about. That could have been just Collins was fired up because the play call was so bad, or it was Collins. It, it As Collins Chris Collins would have said that perhaps he he ran the wrong play, Collins, I essentially. I mean, he was...
6: A J- JPP came in and took care of Lyle Collins. Just like the, it was a messy Bengals game that kind of reopens the questions of like, why does this offense look so completely different than it did last year when they also had line issues? Well, they
5: they did run the ball much better tonight. Joe Mixon looked like he had juice for the first time all season. I At no point have I felt like they've solved their offensive problems. They hit a couple big plays against the Dolphins. The Ravens, on the other hand, though, I think are solving their defensive problems really since Marcus Peters got healthy and back in the lineup. They've been pretty competent now the last couple of weeks. And this was Lamar Jackson's worst game of the season. I don't even think there's a question. And yet, when he gets the ball at the end, that drive is two quick throws to Mark Andrews, and then Lamar running the ball four out of five times. He is a unique Problem, Yeah, you can start backing up your defense. It was like they're putting seven defensive backs on the field on that last drive, and Lamar just runs up the gup. And if he didn't uh, get tripped up by his buddy Duvernay, he might have run in for a touchdown.
4: Yeah, he- and John Harbaugh obviously took a ton of heat uh, for his decision to go for the touchdown against Buffalo on fourth down. It didn't work out, and then they lose that game. In this game, bleeding into the game-winning possession, Baltimore's previous uh, possession. They had marched to essentially, what, the goal line? They were inside the 10-yard line? They were at line? the three. They were at the three-yard line, a fourth and about half a yard. And in that case, they decide to try to draw Cincinnati off sides and kick the field goal. So I think Harbaugh got it wrong both weeks. I think he should have... Uh, kicked the field goal in week four and went for the touchdown in week five. He doesn't. It ends up not costing him. But if it did, mm. it would have been another, another post-game press conference where Harbaugh's taking a ton of heat. But thank God for, for Justin Tucker because that's part of the greatness of Tucker. And everybody, you know, Dan's always on one about the kickers and all this on the show. But, <laughs> like, with Tucker, people need to understand that this is – You are Dan. This is <laughs> – This is one of the great players in NFL history um, doing his thing. So when you take over down one point, you know all we need to do is get within 55. Even He hit a 58-yarder in this game as well, Justin Tucker. Just give him a chance and you'll win. And there's no other team that has that weapon.
6: When there's teams this week especially... That have the opposite of that. The Browns lost a game on a missed, botched last second field goal. The Cardinals went down in flames because of it. I mean, there's backup and incompetent kicking happening. McPherson all almost over the missed place.
5: the extra point. That and he hit it over there. there. And, you, and
6: you, yep, you're right, right that McPherson is like, it's not been his money for him this season. It's been a little bit more of a challenge. Tucker never has those slumps.
5: Right, and I, I think it's just a massive win for the Ravens. It's a bigger win for the Ravens than it would have been, than it is a loss for the Bengals, just because the way this season's gone. They, they've, they've looked like a, a good team this year, but the way that they've lost those two games, coughing up big leads, and they were up 10 nothing in this game too, and Lamar had an ugly interception which really changed the game and then he missed two wide open deep shots uh early in the second half so it's just second one was a layup
4: the right. second of the two
5: so they, it was just a game they would have been kicking themselves big time especially after the Bengals swept them a year ago so it's a Pull it out. I think it just calms this season down for them, a season that they just keep having injury problems. Marcus Williams left this game. But having Ronnie Stanley back for this game and looking almost like a different player, like he lost a lot of weight, it sure looked like. They kind of rotated him in and out of the line. Yeah, lineup he too. was in that. But that, it's just like some good signs for them. J.K. Dobbins ran hard tonight. Some good signs. And if you're the Bengals and you're going to try a Philly special, get your act together.
4: Well, you know, that was the second time today where a Philly special was drawn up and failed. In the London game, a nice job by the uh, Bellinger. Bellinger to react to that instead of throwing an interception or even throwing it away. He he managed to score on the ground. It's just not that special play to me anymore. It's kind of just – it's just become part of, like, the NFL. All I was
6: doing was – Feeling not oh, so special. All yeah, I right? was doing was just setting you up to give your well, little rigmarole about the <laughs> one of the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. Well, you know, for listeners
5: history. who have joined the show at some point in the last uh, four years now – and we do have a lot of new listeners. Shout yeah. out to the oh, new listeners. Unbelievable. I mean, it's hard to keep up with some Nouveau of these rich. inside jokes. Am I right? <laughs> uh, Mark once – Uh, predicted that the Eagles would have a play that would have a nickname that would uh, be even bigger than the helmet catch. And it ended up being the Philly Special. One of the top probably Mm -hmm. ten plays in Super Bowl history. Mm -hmm. Uh, A great name. Top 15. Top 15. Top 15. Maybe top 20. I mean, there was a lot more to play in that game at that Who point. Who are the it was like I'm the looking at half. right now. <laughs> it was like, oh, what a what a classic second quarter play. Um, <laughs> it's just it's a, an utter. It didn't sh- top bit the helmet catch, and ultimately you lost. That's a bad, <laughs> well, that's bad beat. that is
6: simply because we now are just a. It's a three person committee that I'll be outvoted on over and over on idiotic tangents like this. Um,
4: <laughs> anyway, before we say goodbye, uh, we mentioned uh, Justin. You came to the studio. Uh, with your family and your lovely girlfriend, Jessica. Um, Jessica. There was some type of text dispatch that you wanted to share, or I'm asking you to share?
8: Yeah, so I just sort of texted her. I was like, oh, ha-ha, Greg was just uh, asking me if I was concerned about Jessica missing Mark, and she said, ha-ha-ha, I miss those guys, but I miss Dan the most. <clears throat> she said that. I don't know if she's being <clears throat> serious or... Tell her I miss her. I, I oh, that's, will. That's, that's, but why.
4: that's not the that's not the headline here what the headline is this is something that's going to keep Sessler up at night
6: <laughs> no it's actually Just
8: one less thing For me to worry
5: about I got plenty On my plate
4: okay, right so now Okay
8: so
5: before You were worried about it right, that, I don't even Know where to go with that
8: uh, Mark Mark Murdoch. had made plans While we were in London To hang out with Jessica oh, yeah. Once you yeah. came back To oh, the well, States Oh sure But, I'm, but I'm not I'm, subtle I'm, I'm not pretty sure, sure I was you included in those You were Pretty sure not oh, yeah. one one not one certain, Also
6: I'm not right? even he, sure
5: If that's factual Justin you weren't certain Though that you were
8: Involved in the plan right I was not certain No it was a conversation They had
5: Did you ever I don't know if this is getting too personal but you've opened this door did you ever hang out uh, with her ex like the three of you guys did did it ever start that way
8: no no okay I have met him but no
4: I'm sure he loves you well by the way Jessica (laughs)
5: uh, I've recorded real hero I filed and and I've noted who you you missed more that it was Dan you know Mark's not the only one here with feelings so
4: that I am having the time of my life (laughs) good stuff good stuff all right, well, that uh, <laughs> that's just a nice W. You get a W with the Jets, and then you get a W with Jessica, and it's like, what else? The old When Tugbo puts his head to the pill tonight, i will be like, hey, this is one of the good ones. You know, life's filled with them. There's good ones and there's bad ones, and then there's just, you know, days that are In days. In days, yeah. This right. one's like... You're smiling. You got I mean, a grin Jessica face. got a
5: W too. You know, I think she she knew that when she threw that little bomb into the show. It's like Ooh. a whole another <laughs> minute of Jessica talk.
4: And Mark, I don't imagine that you were going to sleep either way tonight. But um, that will probably not make it any easier. I would imagine.
5: Uh, you're, over,
6: you're overvaluing my concern on this particular topic, but I'm happy for you that you've had a day that makes you uh, so thrilled with your existence. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for that.
4: <laughs> Thank you for saying that. All right, that's it. We'll be back on, well, Monday night. Greggy has his Monday Night Football Vanity Project, so make sure you check that out. What is the game? I mean, if, if you don't want me to continue doing this, I think it's, a, it's a useful this, you know, project. Also, no. it is, you know. What did I say? You
6: called it a. Va- it's not. It's a the, vanity. You're confusing vanity me with project. the
5: Jesselnick and Rosenthal vanity project, which you guys. There are too many check, vanity check, projects check to track. That's uh, the I Monday Night know.
4: Football recap. Uh, yeah. What was the game again? It's Raiders Chiefs. Raiders. That's a good one. It's good. Maybe check that one out. Tuesday we'll be back with Colleen Wolf and all that good stuff. That's it. Dan <laughs> Hansen is signing off for. Quiet Storm, the old boss, Gravedigger, the pipe. Always, oh, is there for us. Pipe, every time. Till Tuesday, he's the call.
0: Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your
6: tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them.